Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, The Lord Hearkened Unto the Voice of a Man. It shall be focused on the study of Joshua chapter 10. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, as we learn in this scripture how Joshua was in the line of duty and he commanded the sun to stand still and it did so for 24 hours. And your scripture tell us that this is the only instance where you listen to the voice of a man. Father, may we have enough faith like Joshua to know that when we are in the line of duty, you will be backing us all the way. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Joshua chapter 10. Chapter 10 Now it came to pass, when Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, had heard how Joshua had taken Ai, and had utterly destroyed it, as he had done to Jericho and her king, so he had done to Ai and her king, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel, and were among them, that they feared greatly, because Gibeon was a great city, as one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than I, and all the men thereof were mighty. Wherefore Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent unto Hoham, king of Hebron, and unto Piram, king of Jarmuth, and unto Japhiah, king of Lachish, and unto Deber, king of Eglon, saying, Come up unto me, and help me, that we may smite Gibeon, for it hath made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Therefore the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, the king of Eglon, gathered themselves together and went up, they and all their hosts, and encamped before Gibeon, and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp to Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly, and save us, and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly, and went up from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel, and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Horon, and smote them to Azekah, and unto Makeda. And it came to pass, as they fled from before Israel, and were in the going down to Beth Horon, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Azekah, and they died. They were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. And Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, unto the camp to Gilgal. But these five kings fled, and hid themselves in a cave at Makeda. 
And it was told Joshua, saying, The five kings are found hid in a cave at Makeda. And Joshua said, Roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave, and set men by it for to keep them. And stay ye not, but pursue after your enemies, and smite the hindmost of them. Suffer them not to enter into their cities, for the Lord your God hath delivered them into your hand. And it came to pass, when Joshua and the children of Israel had made an end of slaying them with a very great slaughter, till they were consumed, that the rest which remained of them entered into fenced cities. And all the people returned to the camp to Joshua at Makeda in peace. None moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. Then said Joshua, Open the mouth of the cave, and bring out those five kings unto me out of the cave. And they did so, and brought forth those five kings unto him out of the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. And it came to pass, when they brought out those kings unto Joshua, that Joshua called for all the men of Israel, and said unto the captains of the men of war which went with him, Come near, put your feet upon the necks of these kings. And they came near, and put their feet upon the necks of them. And Joshua said unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage. For thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom ye fight. And afterward Joshua smote them, and slew them, and hanged them on five trees. And they were hanging upon the trees until the evening. And it came to pass at the time of the going down of the sun, that Joshua commanded, and they took them down off the trees and cast them into the cave wherein they had been hid, and laid great stones in the cave's mouth, which remain until this very day. And that day Joshua took Makeda, and smote it with the edge of the sword. And the king thereof he utterly destroyed, them and all the souls that were therein. He let none remain. And he did to the king of Makeda, as he did unto the king of Jericho. Then Joshua passed from Makeda, and all Israel with him, unto Libna, and fought against Libna. And the Lord delivered it also, and the king thereof, into the hand of Israel. And he smote it with the edge of the sword, and all the souls that were therein. He let none remain in it, but did unto the king thereof, as he did unto the king of Jericho. And Joshua passed from Libna, and all Israel with him, unto Lachish, and encamped against it, and fought against it. And the Lord delivered Lachish into the hand of Israel, which took it on the second day, and smote it with the edge of the sword and all the souls that were therein, according to all that he had done to Libna. Then Horam, king of Gezer, came up to help Lachish, and Joshua smote him and his people, until he had left him none remaining. And from Lachish Joshua passed unto Eglon, and all Israel with him, and they encamped against it, and fought against it. And they took it on that day, and smote it with the edge of the sword, and all the souls that were therein he utterly destroyed that day, according to all that he had done to Lachish. And Joshua went up from Eglon, and all Israel with him, unto Hebron. And they fought against it. And they took it, and smote it with the edge of the sword, and the king thereof, and all the cities thereof, and all the souls that were therein. He left none remaining, according to all that he had done to Eglon, but destroyed it utterly, and all the souls that were therein. And Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, to Deber, and fought against it. And he took it, and the king thereof, and all the cities thereof, and they smote them with the edge of the sword, and utterly destroyed all the souls that were therein. He left none remaining. As he had done to Hebron, so he did to Deber, and to the king thereof, as he had done also to Libna, and to her king. So Joshua smote all the country of the hills, and of the south, and of the vale, and of the springs, and all their kings. He left none remaining, but utterly destroyed all that breathed, as the Lord God of Israel commanded. And Joshua smote them from Kadesh Barnea, even unto Gaza, and all the country of Goshen, 
even unto Gibeon. And all these kings in their land did Joshua take at one time, because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. And Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, unto the camp to Gilgal. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Burnham titled, The Patriarch Abraham. This was preached in 1964 on February the 7th. We'll begin at paragraph 48. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. Moses, oh, another great one. He was tested also to see the promise that God gave him. I'll be with you when you go down there. And when he stood before the impersonators of his gift, Jambus and Jambus tried to stand up and impersonate the very thing that Moses was commanded to do. And God had called him and he knowed he was the one that was commissioned to do this. And he stood there and performed the miracle as God told him to do it. And here stood the impersonators to do the same thing. But it did not bother Moses. He stood true to the word of God. And he possessed the gates. Because he stood true to the promise of God, no matter who was trying to impersonate it. What a lesson that is to every Christian. When you look around and see a hypocrite, you just remember he's trying to impersonate a genuine article. But that only means there is one who is genuine. Stand true to the word of God. No matter what comes or goes, keep his promise. Yes, Daniel stayed true to the Word of God. No matter how many tried to impersonate him and everything else, he stayed true. And he come for a purpose to take Israel out of Egypt and to take them into the Promised Land. And when it come time for them to go into the Promised Land, out of Egypt, there stood the Dead Sea in the way. And he possessed the gates of the water. And the gates flew open and the, the waters fell back. And Moses took Israel into the wilderness to the mountain where God commissioned him to bring them. He possessed the gates of the enemy. His father Abraham had had that promise that his true seed would possess the gate of the enemy. And the gates of the water was closed and he could not get through. And that was the path of duty. He was supposed to bring those children to that mountain. God told him to. And there stood the gate in the way. And he possessed the gate of the enemy. Joshua, a little later when they come to Kadesh Barnea, which was the judgment seat of the world at that time, there Israel met its judgment. We find Joshua with Caleb and 12 others or or 10 others, one out of each tribe, was sent over to spy out the land they were ready to receive. And when they seen those great giants standing there, 10 of them felt so bad, they said, we cannot take it. It's too great. Why look at the opposition we got? But when they come back to bring the report, they brought an evil report. Why would they bring an evil report? If God told him, I have give you that land, it's yours. He told him down in Egypt, I have give you this land. It's a good land. It's flowing with milk and honey. But when they seen the opposition so great, ten of them come back and said, we can't do it. It was Joshua. He still the people and said, we're more than able to possess it. We're more than able because why? He was looking at the promise. He was a true seed of Abraham. Regardless of what the opposition was, we can possess the gate because God promised the land. And he possessed the gate. Later on, when he brought the children of Israel down to the river, there stood in the month of April, the great river swelling, the Jordan coming down out of the mountains, and she spread across the plains. Looked like the worst time in the year that he could be there. But yet he was Abraham's seed. He knew he had a promise, and he was in the line of duty. 
God give him a vision how to do it. And he possessed the gates of the river. When the gates flew open, the water back come up into the mountains and Joshua and Israel possessed the gates of the enemy and crossed into the promised land because God told him to do it. True seed of Abraham. Brothers and sisters, when he got over there, Jericho was all walled up. High enough that they could run three chariots across the top. How could these Israelites do it with barred, picked up swords and everything in sticks and stones? How were they to go to go in there? But he was still the seed of Abraham. God gave him a vision, told him how to do it, said, Sound a trumpet. That's it. Let out a shout. March up towards the wall. The gates will fall before you. He was a royal seed of Abraham. He was top. Real believer, the gates will drop down before you. Just let out a shout and sound the trumpet. That's all you have to do. And what happened? The gates fell down and Joshua took the city. A little later on, we find out that the enemy was routing and going on after that. And even he stopped the sun in its tracks. As I spoke the other morning on the paradox, he stopped the sun until he possessed the gates of his enemy. Amen. He knew if that enemy ever got together again, they were scattered and the sun was going down and uh, Amorites and the Malachites and so forth are scattered through. If they ever got together again and come together, then he'd have a hard time ever getting them to rout again. And there's only one thing that was holding. That was time. And he stopped time. Amen. 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 There's one thing keeping him from the promise. That was the sun, nature itself, crossing over and he stopped nature. Why he was a seed of Abraham. He believed God's promise. He stopped him and possessed the gates. Yes, sir. He's a great man. All of them are great men. But you know, when they, every one of them, when they come to the gate of death, they all die. Every one of them had to die. Because they were a great man. They stopped the, the mouth of lions and escaped the fire and the edge of the sword and so forth, as we're told in Hebrews 11. And they possessed the gates of the enemy, all but one enemy. And that was death. Death swallowed every one of them up. Then one day along come the royal seed of Abraham. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Abraham's seed by faith. Not through Isaac, the natural seed. They did their part. But here come one who was not natural born. Here come one that never come by sexual desire. Here come one by virgin birth. The Son of God, the seed of Abraham. What a great man this was. Other naturals was all born natural births. This man was born to virgin birth. What did he do when he came on earth? He conquered every enemy that Satan had. He conquered everything. What did he do? He set out and he conquered sickness. There could be no sickness around him. Wherever sickness was, he conquered it. What did he do? After he conquered it, he gave us the keys. Amen. Saying, whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind it in heaven. Oh, amen. That's the royal seed of Abraham is promised. The Holy Ghost in us now with the keys holding it to sickness. He conquered sickness. Sickness cannot stand in his presence. And he said that he gave us the keys to do the same thing. Conquer sickness. Whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. Also temptation. He was tempted in every manner like we was. What did he do? He conquered it. And what did he say to us? Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. He conquered sickness for us. He conquered temptation for us. Broke down the gates. Took the key away from the tempter and handed over to the believer of Abraham's seed and said, If he tempts you, resist him and he'll flee from you. 
Oh, my resisting. He conquered both death and hell. He rose up on the third day saying, I have overcome. And because I live, you live also. Oh, what a promise. That's the seed of Abraham. He conquered the grave, rose up on the third day. For our justification, when he rose up, he was our justification. What does that make us? He conquered sickness. He conquered death. He conquered hell. He conquered the grave. He conquered temptation. Oh, now we are more than conquerors through him that loved us and gave his life for being the royal seed of Abraham with the same spirit of God in us that was in him. We are more than conquerors. Every gate has been conquered for us. The only thing we have to do is possess it. It's already conquered. Sickness is conquered. Death is conquered. Hell is conquered. The grave is conquered. Everything is conquered. We hold the keys by His grace. Are you afraid to stick them in the lock and say, I come in the name of Jesus Christ. Ask the Father anything. Honey, I love it. After 2,000 years has passed, 2,000 years is still, here He is in our midst. The mighty conqueror that rent the veil in two, that took every sickness, every disease, everything upon himself, and bore our infirmities to the cross and our sickness and our diseases, and triumphed over them and raised up for our justification, and stands alive after 2,000 years. The manifest himself as a living Jesus Christ amongst the royal seed of Abraham, who are heirs of all things. Oh, my. Those who after go through the test promise of the Word, if you can believe the Word, then you are also the seed of Abraham. That's how you come to it. If you can't take that Word test, then if you doubt it, a little suspicious of it, you can't hardly believe it, there's something other you can't believe it, then don't you come in the prayer line. I wouldn't even fool around the altar until you can get enough grace to know that God's Word is true. Amen. And when you once break through that veil of unbelief, then you've got the keys in your hands of death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. Because you've got a conqueror who conquered for you. Then you've got Hebrews 13, 8. That tells us Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How can we do it? The people today say, oh, well, I'll tell you, he's in a, a certain way he is. He is the same. Amen. The Bible says, oh, well, he doesn't do today like he did. We find it right now when we see his word vindicated. What does it do? It throws it right back into their lap again. Yes. Hey, man, the real seed of Abraham believes that they know it. And he stands tonight as he met Abraham up there in the days of Lot and performed that miracle as he did but telling Sarah what she said behind him. Jesus promised the royal seed of Abraham that the church would see that same thing just before his coming. What is it? It's got to happen. God promised that Jesus Christ confirmed it and said it would be so. And here we are today after 2,000 years seem in our midst. Still the mighty conqueror. He conquered death, hell, grave, all superstition. Took the word and brought it through. Yes. He said, if ye abide in me and my words in you, ask what you will, and it shall be given to you. What was it? The word, Christ, it's in your heart. If ye abide in me, my words abide in you, then you conquered everything because I've conquered it for you. If ye abide in me, if you can understand me, if you can abide in me, he that believeth me, that receiveth me, not just make believe, but can receive. He that heareth my words, understandeth my words, and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life, and shall not come into temptation or condemnation, but has passed from death unto life. 
There He is, the mighty conqueror. Here He is today, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Here He is performing before the seed of Abraham that's been called out of Babylon, called out of Sodom, called out of the world and separated, showing His promise just exactly true. After 2,000 years, here He stands in the midst of us tonight, that mighty conqueror, the Word of God who can discern the thoughts that's in the heart and the intents thereof. What is it? Thy seed shall possess the gates of its enemy. What is it? It's the seed of Abraham, the royal seed, believing the word, and the word is the word is God. Now, when we see this, we can scream out with them like the portable, living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified freely forever. Someday he's coming, oh, glorious day. Someone said, you're getting old, boy. I can't help that. I've lived since I was a little boy. My only achievement I've ever had is to see Jesus Christ coming. I gave my life for that purpose. I'm still in the pulpit as an old man. I believe the same story. And the greatest thing I can think of is to see Jesus Christ coming from the heavens to receive his own. God damn it. No wonder we can sing all hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem. Crown him the Lord of all. Why? He is a mighty conqueror. If you're in him, you're in the word. He said, if you abide in me, ask what you will. What you will, forever gate has already been conquered. Then we can say forever promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse is mine. I'm trusting in His Word divine. For every promise in the book is mine. Friends, do you realize what that means? Every promise that God made Abraham, every promise that was spoke by the prophets, every promise that Jesus Christ promised for this day, he shared to confirm it and to show that he lives forevermore. A seed shall possess the enemy's gate. When it comes down to the hour of death, you say, what about that? You still have that possession that Paul said, Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Oh, death, where is thy sting? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through that mighty conqueror, Jesus Christ. Oh, let angels prostrate fall, bring forth the royal diadem, and crown him Lord of all. Tonight, after 2,000 years, we stand to see him yet, the mighty conqueror, who rent the veil and separated us from any promise of God. And we are more conquerors in Him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we stand here tonight in the presence of the Holy Ghost, that great person of Jesus Christ in spirit form, who was promised to come upon the seed of Abraham, the royal seed, we pray, O oh God, if there's a man or woman, boy or girl in here that doesn't know You, they've got doubt and flusterations in their mind about the Word of God, whether it is the truth or not. O oh, great God, who made the promise? Come tonight. There's one great promise you made, Lord. You can keep that promise. You said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he also. Greater than this will he do, for I go to the Father. Father God, we pray that you'll confirm your word. There's many of the children of Abraham here tonight is sick. Oh, the devil has gated them up. They put them on the inside. And they turned the keys and said, Now you must die. You have heart trouble. You got this, that, or the other. And you must die. Oh, God, may the jubilee trumpet sound tonight of the gospel that every slave can go free. Jesus Christ has conquered those gates. We hold the keys in our hands. Oh, in my name they shall cast out devils. 
If you ask the Father anything in my name, I'll do it. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he also. The word of God is sharper and more powerful than a two-edged sword, cutting to the sunder and the mire, and even a discerner of the thoughts that's in the heart. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. For they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, great building programs, and we watched the world. There will be signs, fearful sights in the heaven above. This is flying saucers, earthquakes in diverse places, the sea roaring, tidal waves, man's heart failing, fear, distress between nations, perplexed of time. And as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Oh, God! Come tonight and perform thy word. Come tonight and honor the faith of the children of Abraham. Through Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. The Lord bless you richly. I'm not going to make the altar call just at this time. I'm going to leave it up to you. I think that many times altar calls, I believe with them. But as many as received was baptized. That's it. Many as received him. We're going to pray for the sick. I can speak here all tonight. You're a lovely audience. But what I say is just a man. But if I say his words, then it isn't my words. It's his words. If I say something and God doesn't back it up, then that was my word. If I say his word and he backs it up, who is that sinful man or woman, boy or girl that'll walk away and say it isn't so? Jesus said when he did these things, they said, this man's a fortune teller. He's a devil. A fortune teller. Anybody knows that fortune telling's of the devil? He said he's a fortune teller. But did you ever see a fortune teller preaching the gospel? Did you ever see the fortune teller casting out devils? No, indeed, they don't do it. He said, now, I, the Son of Man, will forgive you this. But when the Holy Ghost has come, to speak against it will never be forgiven in this world or the world to come. Because it's calling the work of God an unclean spirit. God, be merciful to us tonight. And I pray that God will come down and confirm this word before you. Brother, sister, this is my soul. I've got to meet God. I'm responsible for what I say to you. God will hold me responsible for it. That is right. What good would it do me to stand here and say these things if I know that I was condemning my soul to hell? There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. God needs no interpreter, as I have said. He interprets his own word. The seed of Abraham shall possess the gate of the enemy. Do you believe it? If I could heal you, I would do it. Christ has already healed you. Only thing you have, the key in your hand, that key is your faith to take a hold of it. Unlock it tonight, won't you? While he comes into our midst, that mighty conqueror that conquered every disease and come here and show you that he's done it. For he still is the Word. And the Word is a discerner of the thoughts that's in the heart. What prayer card? B1. What do we start from another night? Let's start from 50. Who has prayer card B50? Raise up your hand. Prayer card B. We started from one the other night. Now we're going to start from 50. Now. Who has B, uh, B50? Hold up your hand. Prayer card B50. You mean it's not here? Do you have it? All right. B50, B51. Who has that? B51. All right. B52. Who has B52? All right. You have it. B53. 54. Come right over here. 54, 55. A boy comes down here right before I come in and mess up a bunch of cards and see how they are. One here and one there. They don't know you might come down this row here and get one. Next and get 10. Next and get 25. We don't know where it's at, but wherever they are. Now, how many we call? Five, four, B50, B50, B50 to 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60. Now, let's see. One, two. Count, Billy. 60, 70. Let them stand up first, if you will. B50. 50 to 70. 
75? Count it, Brother Roy, if you will. While I'm talking to the audience, how many out there now, as you look this way and you haven't got a prayer card? Remember, Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also. Is that true? That's true. Do you believe it? The seed of Abraham said so. The Bible says that he is a high priest. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. He's a high priest that can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Do you believe it? If he's the same yesterday and forever, how would he do it? There was a little woman in the Bible, as you notice what I'm seeing. A little woman in the Bible. Maybe she didn't have a prayer card, but she said in her heart, if I could touch that man, I believe him. She spent all she had for the doc- with the doctors. They couldn't help her. Her case was too great. They could not help her, but she believed that God would help her. And she touched his border of his garment, and he said, I perceive that virtue has gone from me. Is that right? Do you believe he's the same tonight? Do you believe he's here? How many believe he raised from the dead? Now, how can you prove he raised from the dead? Not long ago, a famous Baptist man come to me, and he said, Brother Branham, I was defeated one time by Muhammad who said that. He said if he's raised, he promised that he would do the same thing. Let's see him do it. See, they'd believe that he didn't do it. But we do believe that he does it. We believe that he's raised from the dead. There's not another religion in the world that can prove that their founders are living but Christianity. And the only way God can confirm it is through those who believe it. For that's the only way that God does perform his words is those who believe it. Now, while they're lining up this little prayer line here, I don't know how many we'll get. I want each one of you. Hold your position. Hold your seat. Don't move around. Look this way and pray. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe. You remember, he told me, if you get the people to believe you and then be sincere when you pray. That's been across this nation back and forth for 15 years. Not one time did it fail. It can't fail. God, one thing God can't do, that's fail. He's got to keep his word. I believe that. I believe that just as well as I, more than I believe I'm standing here. More than I believe I'm in this building. This could be a mirage. It could be a dream. In my soul, I know Jesus Christ, the Son of God, lives. You being a seed of Abraham, you being dead in Christ, you're Abraham's seed. Now they've got a, some handkerchiefs here. Great success is done by this people who believe. Now let us bow our heads while they're getting ready and pray for these. Heavenly Father, we're taught in the Bible. And there's people here who believe every word that you said is the truth. Lord, sometimes they stagger and punch at the keyhole with a key, missing it and scraping, but they believe it's there. Just let them keep punching. They'll find it. For it's there, and that key is a right key. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. As a song is being sang now, or played. In the Bible it says that Paul, taken from his body, handkerchiefs and aprons, and sent him to the sick and afflicted and unclean spirits left the people. They were healed. Now, Lord, we know St. Paul is with you. But it wasn't him. It was you, Lord. Christ in him. Not me that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me, he said. And now to this generation, you're still Christ today as you was yesterday. And as I pray over these handkerchiefs, touch them. I pray that you'll defeat every enemy. Give them faith to let them know that the enemy is defeated. One time, 
the Red Sea, as we just spoke of, had Israel cut off from the promise. They was in the line of duty. One writer said that God looked down with angry eyes through that pillar of fire, and the sea got scared and opened up its gates, and they went across. Look down tonight through the blood of Jesus Christ. And may when these handkerchiefs are laid up on the sick, may the enemy see our faith tonight as we pray this prayer of faith for them. And may each one be delivered in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I want your undivided attention. Ever who's on the mic here, you might step it up because if the Holy Spirit should do this, I don't say that he will. Uh, anyone comes here and tells you that they have power to heal the sick, don't you believe it? The power is all in Christ. He is the conqueror, not you and I. We just accept what he's done. No man has power to save or to heal. Every man in the world, the price has already been paid. The requirement has been paid. How was it? He was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we were healed. Your, your healing's paid for. Your salvation's paid for. Have you got the faith to come accepted? That's all. If you're Abraham's seed, you have. God promised that he's something in you that says it's there, and it is. Now, what is a gift? Is a gift to go out and heal people? No. A gift is to get yourself out of the way so God can use you. Now, he promised that the last sign, according to Jesus Christ, as it was in the days of Sodom, just before it burned. Not before other things taken place, the gospel was preached a lot and so forth. Not that. But just before it was burned, God came down in the form of a man and sat with the elected church, Abraham and his group, who had the promise. Now, remember, just Abraham's seed receives this. A little while the world seeth me no more, Jesus said. You shall see me, for I'll be with you in you to the end of the world. But he promised just before that he returned again, as it was in Sodom. Look what Sodom's getting. Look what the elect church is getting. Said, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. God manifested in a form of a man. That with his back turned to the tent, told what Sarah did on the inside of the tent. Everybody know that's truth? Raise your hand. That's exactly Now, he promised it. We're at the end time. Now, remember, that was the last thing that happened, and the Gentile world was burnt up, Sodom, and the promised son came on the scene. We are looking for our promised son, the son of God. Here we are. May God open your eyes. I know nothing else to say. May he open your eyes. Now, Heavenly Father, I'm as helpless. I'm a bunch of clay that you molded together. Set out here. Oh, God, may I tonight have your grace and presence that it might be you might use these little lumps of clay that you've got in here. That those, Lord, who you've called to eternal life and maybe haven't accepted it as yet, may they see these promises. They might have been taught that was for another day, but here it is in the Bible. Confirm it, Lord. That's your own interpretation. It needs no more than that. If you just make it so, then they'll see that the word is true. Granted, Father, we commit ourselves to you. Let every person in here, Lord, use their faith tonight. May every member of the tribe of Abraham through Jesus Christ have faith tonight and accept your presence. And we'll give you the praise. Amen. That's just the
Now, this is a strange. I want you to help me. Huh? Pray for me. Sit real quiet. Don't move around. Sit still. Pray. Now, it's, it's changing from evangelism over to relax yourself in such a way that the Spirit of God can take you completely into another dimension. Now, here stands this young... Come over here. That's all right. So I won't get away from this mic. See, I don't know what happens, you see. And then sometimes, you know... Now, the only way I know it is it's on the mic, you see. And they're trying to catch it out there. Now, I just don't know why. Now, we're strangers to one another. I don't know you. Never seen you in my life. But you're a lot younger than I. We're probably born miles apart and years apart. This is our first time meeting. Is that right? If it is, raise up your hand so the audience will see. Now, she's just a woman standing here. Look. Take it back to the scripture. Let's take St. John 4. Each one of you read it when you go home. Not at, not at this woman is that type of a woman. I don't know. And you know that I'm not Jesus Christ. But he's here. It's him. Amen. Now his spirit anointing us can reveal her trouble as he did to the woman at the well. Yes. Same thing. And by that, where the priest and the leaders of that day said, This man's a fortune teller, a devil, Beelzebub. This woman said, Sir... I perceive that you are a prophet. We know that the Messiah is coming, and that will be his sign. How many know that's true? Well, if he's the same yesterday and forever, would that be his sign tonight? Did he promise it would be just before the end of time? Now, see if he keeps his promise to Abraham's seed. Now, if anybody in here thinks that's wrong, you come up here and do the same thing. If it isn't, then don't say nothing about it. You have the privilege. Now, in Christ's name, I take every spirit under my control to the glory and honor of God. I wish I had to talk to you, young lady. You know, our Lord talked to that woman at the well. He said, bring me a drink. What was he doing? Now, watch. He said in St. John 5, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son, that was him, body, can do nothing within myself. Only as he seen the Father do. What the Father doeth, he showeth the Son. See, I can do nothing within myself, but as I see the Father do it, then Jesus never performed one miracle until first God showed him by vision. Not told him in his ear, but showed him what I see, not hear, see the Father doing. That's what made him a prophet like unto Moses, as Moses said. Now, when he, he knew the Father, he was only, he's going to Jericho, but he had need to go by Samaria, and he came up to the city of Sychar. And now... See, the Samaritans was looking for a Messiah. The Jews was looking for it, and he showed them his sign. Philip, Nathaniel, Peter, as soon as that sign was done, they said, you're the Son of God. The rabbi said, this man's Beelzebub. But now remember, the Gentiles, we, we were the Anglo-Saxon, we, we wasn't looking for no Messiah. We were heathens, Romans, and so forth. We wasn't looking for no Messiah. He only comes to those who are looking for him. But the Samaritans was looking for him. So he had to go by him, up by Samaria. He sat down at the well. A young lady, probably about your age, come out. She's a woman of ill fame. You've read the story, I guess. And he said, woman, bring me a drink. She said, oh, it's not customary for you a Jew ask Samaritan such. He said, but if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. The conversation went on. Finally, he found where her trouble was. You remember what it was? She had too many husbands. He said, Go get your husband. Come here. She said, I have none. Said, you said, well. Said, because you've had five and the one you're living with now is not yours. She said, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. 
We know Messiah cometh, he'll tell us these things. And he said, I'm he. She left her water pot, ran into the city, and said, Come see a man who told me what I did. Isn't this the Messiah? They hadn't had a prophet for hundreds of years. And here was a man that claimed to be the Messiah and proved to be a, a prophet and showed the sign of the Messiah. Would it make you believe the same thing if he did the same thing, being he is the same yesterday and forever, and has promised to these scriptures he'd do it? Would it make the audience believe? You suffer with a kidney trouble. Is that right? Raise up your hand. Why does that always bounce in my face? Somebody says he guessed that. Ever guess that? Here, she's a nice woman. You believe me? Now, you know I never guess that. Let me say something else. Your husband's with you. He's suffering too, isn't he? A spinal condition. That's right, isn't it? You've got a little boy with you. He's suffering too. You want him prayed for. He's got something wrong with his eyes. That's right. You've got a little girl with you. She's got kidney trouble, like you. Is that right? Now you can all be well if you'll believe. Do you believe it? Stop this. You believe? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What is it? What's he trying to do? To use seed of Abraham. He's showing you that he is not dead. I can't do those things. He's not dead, but he's a living. Showing you that you have a right to possess the gates of your enemy. That should settle it. This lady, come this way just a moment. We're around somewhere the same age, I suppose. But we are, we're strangers to each other, so far as I know. I don't know you. And we're strangers. I know nothing of you. That's right, raise up your hands. Just, some of them give you a prayer card, and here you are. All right, now, if the Lord Jesus, if I... Maybe say, I was trying to take Brother Oral Roberts' place or some of those great men of faith. I'd say, lady, what's wrong with you? He'd say, well, I have so-and-so. And I might not be right. See, I don't know. See, But he, you might tell him what's wrong. He'd lay hands up on you and say, God sent me to, to pray for the sick. You believe that? Yes. Glory to God. Go believe it. It's all right. It's all right. God promised that. But you see, we're living up a little farther up the, the day in this. Jesus promised as it was in the days of Sodom. Works that I do shall you also. Now, if God can tell me what you have been, you know whether that's true or not. He can tell you what you will be. And if that's true, this will be true too. If He tells you whatever, I don't know. But if He'll tell me what your trouble is. Would you believe it too, audience? I really should stop. That one time, that person that's here a while ago, that should confirm it. Jesus did it one time. He never did it one more time. Everybody in Sychar believed it. Believed the woman's testimony. When she come, told him, and she was an ill-famed woman. A Christian just left the platform before all of you. Amen. But beings, that it's later than we think. May the Lord continue to prove himself the great mighty conqueror that the seed of Abraham would like Abraham... He did it for Abraham once and then destroyed that and did it again. Abraham continually to believe God. You're not here for yourself. You're here for somebody else. And that's a lady. It's your sister. <laughs> and uh, the lady is shadowed to death. And she's suffering with a, a diabetes. 
And she's uh, not from here. She's from, a, uh, she's from Louisiana, swampy country. And here's another thing that the audience might know this. You have a daughter that's real sick that's planning on attending this meeting and she has epilepsy. That's true. Hallelujah. That is true, isn't it? You believe that? If you're Abraham's seed, accept it and walk out and be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you believe? Certainly. Remember, it's his promise. He said he would do it. He keeps his promise. How do you do? We are strangers to each other. I don't know you, but God does know you. Do you believe if God can reveal to me your trouble, then you know it has to come from some spiritual power. Now, there's only two things it can come from that you could imagine. When it's done, it's beyond explaining because it's a phenomenon. And also, it's a paradox. It's something, well, it's unreasonable yet true. It'd be a paradox. And now, you know it, whether it's true or not, you'll know whether he's told you the truth. I remember, I don't know you. It has to be someone besides me. If you do like the Pharisees and said, oh, it's an evil spirit, then you have that reward. If you believe it's Christ, you have his reward. The reason you can believe it, because he promised it for this day, and it hasn't been from that time to this. That makes it the end time. Somebody keeps appearing before you all the time. It's a man, gray-headed. It's your husband. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting right there. He's trying to accept his healing, being shattered by cancer. Tumors. Cancer. You have uh, kidney trouble, bladder trouble. You are Mr. and Mrs. Little. Is that right? Yeah. Believe with all your heart. You say his, their name was, certainly. Didn't Jesus tell Peter? Your name is Simon, the son of Jonas. Here's the man. We're strangers to each other, sir. I don't know you. But you're a man. Like, like the Peter coming to the Lord Jesus. We come together. You believe me to be his servant? You believe what I've told is the truth? If you can believe it, I, if there's anything I could do for you, I'd do it. But there's nothing I can do. He's already done it. It's just something to get you to believe it. And see, it wouldn't be me. If it was me, I, I'd do all I could for you. But he gave me a gift, and I just relaxed myself before him, and he does the talking. You believe that? You believe that, audience? I wanted to find a man. You have several things wrong with you. Well, one of the things is you've got a growth on your right eye. That's your main trouble. Here's another thing a woman keeps appearing here. It's your wife. You believe God can tell me what's wrong with your wife here? Her trouble's in her mouth. It's her teeth. That's right. Do you believe that the same Jesus who knowed who Simon Peter was could tell me who you are? Would it make you believe greatly? It would. Oscar Barnes. Is that right? Go on your own home. Amen. Stranger to you. I do not know you, but God does know you. Do you believe that He's able to tell me what's your trouble? Would you believe it with all your heart? Your trouble is around your throat and in your chest. Here. It's, a, it's a bone decay. You're getting lumps like and it knocks inside the bone structure. 
You're not from here. You're in a, a city that's got orange groves all around it. It sits in a valley with a panoramic of mountains behind it. There's a hotel called Antlers. It's San Bernardino. That's where you're from. Go back. Jesus Christ makes you well if you'll believe it. There's only one thing can heal cancer. That's God. You believe He'll heal you? Believe it. Go and may the Lord God make you every whit whole. The reason they've been exceedingly nervous, real upset by this nervousness, your stomach's got an addition. You can't digest your food. Bring it up in your mouth. It's acid all in your mouth. Late of the afternoon, you get real weary and everything. You got a peptic ulcer in your stomach. Do you believe that that's Jesus Christ can tell you that? Go eat your supper. Believe with all your heart. Hallelujah. How do you do? There's many things wrong, but one of the things that you're afraid of, you're going to be crippled up with an arthritis. But you believe that God will heal you? Make you well from it? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll grant it to my sister. Give her her, her sight. Take the lady's trouble from her and make the arthritis well. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, now believe me. You'll do it. You'll be all right. Don't doubt. Just keep on walking and believe with all your heart. Heart trouble is a terrible thing, but Christ heals the heart. Do you believe that? Don't believe it. It'll all be done. You believe you're going to be crippled up? No, I don't think so either. <laughs> Mine's a lot of arthritis. That shadow there, oh, that's cancer. You believe he'll heal it? Yes, I do. Go believe it. You'll make it whole. Been bothering you quite a little while, blockage in the heart, but do you believe it's going to be over tonight? Go believe it. Thank you well. Been a little trouble for ladies' trouble for a long time, and then you're you have a hard time getting up at morning. You're stiff in your limbs. You can't hardly walk up in the day of time. It's arthritis. Go, oh, don't doubt. You won't have it no more. Just believe it with all your heart. Thank you, thank you, Lord. You have several things, complications, but the one thing that's bothering you so bad, you also think of arthritis, which it is crippling you up. You believe it? He'll make you walk and be well. Go believe it with all your heart. Jesus Christ will make you well. Nervous, hard, and arthritis, but you believe that God will make you well? You do? Go ahead, Lord Amen. Jesus, make you That stomach has sure given you a lot of trouble in the last few years, hasn't it? It won't no more. God bless you. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You can also. Your stomach's healed. Don't believe it. Have a hard time breathing that old asthma. Really gets you down, doesn't it? You believe it's going to be done now? Are you? Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Do you believe with all your heart? Just a moment. Don't you see that light there? A little colored lady looking at me, sitting right down here. She's got a growth in her left side. She has kidney trouble, complications. You had more faith? You don't have to come up here. It's over. Just believe it. Amen. Have faith in God. Do you believe that? 
You believe Citra, you get over that spinal trouble sitting there, you believe it, he'll make you well? Okay. Just don't doubt it. You can have it if you'll just believe it. The man sitting here looking at me suffers with a prostrate trouble, getting up at nights and things. You believe, sir? It'll be over then. You believe it. Here sits a colored man sitting over here looking at me. He's suffering with epilepsy. He also is seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Stand up on your feet, sir. Accept your healing. May God give you the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Sitting right across from you, there's a child sitting over there that also has epilepsy, kind of a fainting away spells, sitting out there over on the other side. You believe that God will make the child well there. You believe with all your heart, and God will heal the child. Do you believe every one of you? Isn't, isn't he, isn't he truly Abraham's royal seed? Isn't he the mighty conqueror? Did he promise that you could possess the gates of the enemy? How many of you are bound, feel the pressure of the enemy? Raise your hands. That you feel the pressure of the enemy. And you're Abraham's seed. Raise up your hands like this. Say, Brother Branham, I'm bothered with nervousness. Oh, there's about 80% of you with that. Say, uh, it's just so thick now. The whole crowd's just becoming like a great big milky. Uh, it's almost making me blind out there where you're at. Don't you see that you're 20 or 30 maybe cases or more right here on this platform and out in that audience that God does not fail? It's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you believe that? Then why not ever seed of Abraham? Why don't you take the key now? The great conqueror that conquered it for you is here. He's proved to be here. Do you believe him? Then take your key of faith, reach up with your hands and say, Jesus Christ, I believe for my healing right now. Stand up on your feet. Raise your hands. Unlock your faith now. I believe, Lord Jesus. I believe right now. Now lay your hands over on one another. Put your hands across to one another, another seat of Abraham. Now you pray for that person. Lay your hands up on them. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Satan, you've lost the battle. In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of here and let these people go. For the glory of God. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty love. And we thank you, Lord, to see that you were always with Joshua and you led him each step of the way. May you, Lord, your great Holy Spirit of the Joshua of today, continue to lead us in much the same way. And as we fight these spiritual battles, may we conquer in much the same way also. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Expect a miracle.